0: Purple Heart Homes presents Putting the Pieces Back Together, a forum for veterans and the community to connect. Here are your hosts, veterans John Galena and Brad Borders. Hey, good morning. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) How
1: you doing, Brad? (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Welcome to uh, Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. Purple Heart Homes is a 501 c 3 out of Statesville, North Carolina, but we do work nationally to help disabled veterans with their housing issues, solving complex issues on a day-to-day basis. Boy, that's a new tagline. Wow, yeah, you, you should
2: uh, send that out to the marketing team. We'll yeah, see what they I think. Should. yeah, Maybe they'll hear that <laughs> this
1: morning. So, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, we have an awesome show planned for you today, and uh, that very loud voice that you just heard coming over your radio and on Facebook is uh, not John Galena. Um, no, just, no. Uh, I'll introduce that this is the Devil Dog, Devin. Devin Alexander, my new co-host for the day, because John had a little surgery,
2: and uh, he's laid up so, yep. and getting better and healing, and we wish him all the best. Absolutely. I, I You know, I know that's always hard, recovering from surgery, and uh, so we definitely wish him the best, and uh, you know, I don't want to steal a, steal a seat here. That's uh, So that's, what you're saying is, is he's not gotten fired yet. We tried to fire him... <laughs>
1: so many times uh, but you know, we're not firing him yet
2: i i feel like we'll, we'll give him another chance yeah okay, yeah, give him another yeah. Chance? <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right maybe, Devin. maybe devin's gonna, gonna get, get fired. it fired uh, yeah. you know john if you're listening i didn't mean that it's, oh he's listening <laughs> i know he, he's like santa claus out yeah. there just yeah. Made always the uh, he knows when you're, you're sleeping. <laughs> you know, so, yeah,
1: so uh, anyhow, I hope you had a, a wonderful Christmas, sir. I absolutely did. Yeah. How about yourself? I did. It was fantastic. It was exhausting and it was all day. But I will say this. So, I guess in the studio today, I need to introduce them before we get going. Uh, very, very special guests today. I mean, like, this is a show that I've been looking forward to for a very, very long time. And to end up 2022 I can't think of two better people to have in here. We have my wife, Mrs. Giggles or Tammy. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> oh, hey you, you, oh hey, <laughs> oh, oh, hey. <laughs> and, my, and my daughter and my daughter Victoria, okay. so g- good morning. Good morning.: yeah and we had a we had a wonderful family Christmas, a hey. Griswold family Christmas, if you will. a
2: Griswold
1: yep. family Christmas It began on Christmas Eve with my daughter making beef. Bourguignon.
3: I did. Oh, my. You ever yes. eaten
1: such a thing? Lit it on fire and everything. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There's
0: a video. It was
1: fantastic. I mean, she sent me a video. We weren't over there, but you, there's this long, all-day preparation for this particular meal. It's like a beef stew, mm-hmm. right? And it's made with wine, and it has some type of high-potent liquor in it. Cognac, yeah. Cognac, oh. and then you... Then you sear it, but you light it on fire in a huge ball of flame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I literally thought, I was like, we're going to have to call a fire truck. That's, that's bombastic when I got the video. right
2: there. It's very
1: bombastic. <laughs> you know, you get a set of steak knives for using the word bombastic in Th- context.
2: That's what I heard, yeah. That's yeah, a, that's a, awesome. Speaking so of which, so right. I think you owe me a Laffy Taffy.
1: I think I do owe you a Laffy Taffy. <laughs> that is Probably. correct. So, uh, But anyhow, uh-huh. they are here today, and, and uh, a little later in the show, we're going to talk about uh, what it what it 's like for a family to join the military because families it 's actually everybody that gets to join uh, they don 't know it when it first happens, but then after years they go hey we 're all in the army and uh, so we 're going to talk about that, and I think that 's really critical uh, in what in what we do so tell us about your Christmas devin so uh, what what uh, anything special that went on? Uh, at your domicile
2: you know i i don't know it, it all all christmases are special right but uh nothing particularly like crazy we didn't have cousin eddie show up or yes. or wow, nothing that like that but uh, you got a cousin eddie we, i mean probably uh, oh, okay. we're, we're pretty country yeah uh, <laughs> <so. not> <laughs> we all have a cousin we're eddie I, wait <laughs> oh my gosh yeah if you look around you don't have cousin eddie you are <laughs> you are cousin yeah. Devin.
1: Cousin Devin <laughs> uh, came
2: over. Yeah, but uh, Amber... his
1: old Winnebago.
2: Absolutely, yeah. oh man! I won't say my favorite tagline. I know the one you're talking about. Uh, uh, right? yeah, yeah, but uh, Amber got a new 3D printer. And, I uh, saw that. Uh, so, that's so is cool. she
1: is she printing something? The uh, useful. Oh my gosh! Because uh, she got it with online, me. and she was she she, w- she said her 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 post said something is happening. And then I went, That's what right. is happening? And and she's like, it takes a long time. So she's making, she's like making a, like a, I don't know, she's making a Tesla
2: or, or like oh, a car. Oh, I didn't know she could car. even do that. She made a, a, a coin for me and I'll, I'll try to bring it next wait, week. Uh, wait, a metal coin? No, it's, it's, it's whatever that, that material is. It's not plastic. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not too technical on that. I bought the stuff, but I don't know what it, how it right. was you just but, paid for it but it was a, it's a marine corps uh coin it's like a plastic type coin and it looked beautiful no kidding. it wasn't yeah it's the first thing she made
1: do you know they have Aww. this is really yeah. interesting. they really have three d printers that will build houses now like you can yeah. build they they'll build an entire house with a giant it's a it's not the one you have like in your living room <laughs> right but it's a
2: giant <laughs> it three d printer warehouse.
1: Yeah, or in a Who's warehouse, or outside. Awesome. They built. They're building d- uh, developments with these things. Wow. Uh, I've seen that online. Crazy. You can buy
2: those on Alibaba. Wait, <laughs> wait, Alibaba. That's oh, is that like
4: that? Is the that is the yeah? That's like the that's, that's Chinese the Amazon. Asian, really yeah, sick. Yeah, the yeah. Asian
1: version of Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Alibaba. Yeah, you can buy right. a whole house 3D printer on Alibaba. You can and Absolutely. have it delivered to your home. Have it delivered. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> you can have it delivered to your home, and then you can build a new home.
2: Or a PO box. I to. think they might be able to shove it in there. I
0: don't
3: know. So. It comes
2: flat-packed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Easy
3: to assemble,
1: actually. <laughs> that is wonderful. So, oh, well, well, I tell you what, I wanted to do today um, is I kind of want to look back at 2022. And do you know how they do all of the highlight films and uh, and everything? So I thought maybe we would do a highlight of 2022 of what all happened at Purple Heart Homes this year. And I was just kind of jotting down uh, some uh, uh, some highlights and thinking about it. One, I think the biggest highlight that we had this year was our 1,000th project, right? That we completed. Um, and if you so, like when I first got to Purple Heart Homes in 2017. I think we were somewhere around 300 or so. And that wow. year, um, when I was working in the construction department, we completed 42 projects that year. And I thought we were on fire. I remember Dale Beatty, you know, at the end of the year, coming to my office, like, God, we got 42 projects done. We thought we were high-fiving and, and like, we're on our way, right? We, I mean, we really thought we had done something. Well... So, and at that time, we were at somewhere between three hundred and fifty and four hundred total projects. So that's five years ago, and now, fast forward, we've already hit a thousand projects. Um, and then this year, we did a hundred and I think Matt said we did a hundred and eighty-five projects this year in yeah, one year.
2: He was trying to push us for a hundred and eighty-seven. I'm not sure what that benchmark is, but uh, yeah, I think it's one eighty-five is what he was shooting for. And but think think about that
1: for a second. So that's in. 185 different communities all across the country, from Alaska to Florida, from California to Maine, uh, 185 veterans uh, that had a problem, um, they could not solve that issue on their own, and Purple Heart Home stepped in, and in, li- in line with what we're going to talk about today, that's not just 185 veterans that were impacted by that. Oh, right?
2: absolutely not, because every one of those veterans has a family, and it impacts their family as well. That's absolutely correct. And so I think that is a huge deal, 1,000 projects, uh,
1: 185 this year uh, alone. Is there, a, is there a project from this past year that stuck out in your mind uh, as something that was really special?
2: Or no, we're talking about the project of the week, or, or no, no, just no, a, from this
1: past year, from from your time when you got from when you came on with the team, was there one project that like uh,
2: um, that you look back and go that was really cool? You know, I, I, honestly, it was uh, for the Fifth Street Ministry tiny homes. Oh yeah, that was a big one. So that's the uh, it, it's it's the homes for transitional housing for veterans. Yep. It, it helps those homeless veterans, not just. Uh, it's a step up, yeah. and a, so they can get a step out. You know, um, I, I always like programs that help folks to to help themselves. Yeah, and and we we were able to do that. We built two of those, and uh, my understanding is we got like four more on the way going for them. That is correct. Um, that is Correct. And yeah, for it's those just that don't extra know, special.
1: yeah, Fifth Street Ministries is a local here in Statesville, North Carolina. Is a local uh, homeless shelter. They do uh, they have a, a vast array of programs for those in need. Um, And uh, they started, um, um, I guess with the Piedmont Veterans Assistance Council, they started a veterans transition program five or six years ago uh, for homeless veterans to get them uh, off of um, the dole, basically, right? To to give them uh, a hope and and a a way to transition back into being self-sufficient. And um, and, and kind of the originator behind that was a guy named Pete Melitas. And Pete was a, a Korean War veteran. Um, had served in the chosen reservoir. If you're wow. familiar with history, which was a was really a horrifying uh, a battle that he served in, came back home, uh, was really successful in, in real estate and development and things like that, and and w- discovered there were a lot of veterans that were living outside, and and he just felt like that was uh, unconscionable, and so he started Piedmont Veterans Assistance Council, and through that process. Worked with Fifth Street Ministries, the Statesville Housing Authority, Purple Heart Homes got involved in that and developed this, um, uh, helped develop this uh, veteran transition program that Fifth Street Ministry runs, and now the VA um, is involved in that. And um, so they remodeled a house, um, and I think five or six veterans can live uh, in that home. I've been to it a couple times. It's a great place. We just put um, up a flagpole in the back. Yeah, hall. right. And uh, but then they needed another layer um, of. Um, of development for for that program, and so um, this year we put a couple of tiny houses in uh, yeah. for them, and and uh, and there's two veterans that are living there, and they're awesome. They are, yeah, they, yeah, they, they are, are fantastic, really amazing guys. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, it's really cool that program. So that's a that's a great story. I think another cool. one that sticks out to me is Bill Rocap. Um, you know, Bill uh, Rocap lived in Alexander County. We met him um, when we were doing our Take That Hill cycling event. Um, He wondered what all the commotion was about with all these cyclists riding up and down the mountain that he lived on. um, Through a long process, we found out he was living in a tool shed uh, at the top of the mountain. And uh, um, this year, uh, we were able to deliver him um, his tiny home. And he's warm and safe and
2: dry. That was mm-hmm. really wonderful. I mean, and and if you go back and you on our Facebook or our YouTube and and look, uh, find yeah. Bill Grocap, you can just see how humble and appreciative he oh, was yeah. of that, and uh, that was really amazing. Well, he
1: uh, he texted me. Uh, it was Christmas Eve. Uh, he texted me, or two days. was it two days? Yeah, but on the twenty third, and his uh, um, his uh, pipes had frozen because it was so cold up on the mountain. Oh gosh! And uh, yeah, he didn't have any water. And he was like, I don't know what to do. And then um, a local, um, he, he found a local guy that lived within a mile of him. I was getting ready to drive up there sure. and help him. Bill's missing a leg, and so it's hard for him yeah. to navigate around up on the mountain. Um, but I was getting ready to drive up there and put uh, space heaters uh, in his crawl space to to loosen those pipes up. But he found a, a guy that lived within a mile of him, and they came up and everything's good to go. And and um, so uh, he's he's uh, warm, safe, dry and has running water for the really for the first time. He's never had a proper shower in his house. He never had a sink um, to to wash. He never I had. I know dishes. I saw that video. Oh. Yeah, he never had dishes. And and uh, so he was like, now I've got a sink uh, to wash my dishes in. So uh, really, really uh, cool story. And so that's kind of looking back at 2022 and coming up in in 2023. Uh, we got some, we're looking forward to, and I don't know what goals Matt has set, but I think one of the things that we want to do is we want to expand our chapters. Absolutely. Um, that's and we want to um, get more chapters getting involved, more volunteers involved all across the country. Um, and then, and then two, uh, expand our relationship base across the country. And that means that's going to involve uh, me and some others uh, getting out and traveling and meeting folks uh, in different parts of the country. Um, I think Matt set another goal for 185 at least 185 more veterans uh, this year. Um, we've solidified our partnerships with our, our corporate entities, and uh, and things are really looking good for next year. So, they uh, they
2: really are. I'm I'm very excited about 2023. Yeah. What are your hopes? What do you think? My my hopes is we get 200 projects. That 200, project. 200 projects. 200 projects. Are laying so it out there right it's now? That's the goal. More I think we can hit it.
1: All right, he's laying it out there. So uh, uh, I know, I,
2: I, PM team's probably going, what the? Yeah, what is Devin <laughs> talking about? Like? We can't do that, right? Uh, I know we can.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's really good. So, uh, Well, hey, we're getting ready to head into the break. When we come back after the break, the Devil Dog himself is going to talk about our current project of the week, and then we're going to hear from Tammy and Tori, my family, and uh what it's like to be a military family and what that looks like what are the victories and what are the challenges involved with that and i think you'll find it very interesting so stay tuned we'll be right back
0: you're listening to putting the pieces back together by purple heart homes to donate and support visit purplehearthomesusa.org there's always a moment of truth where
2: i say look it's either put up or shut up and it was time to put up I had crossed that thin line, it
0: was 100 plus degrees, we were hot, we were on fire. We
2: were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from, I don't know where the pain went to, but all I know is that I had what it
4: took.
0: I am a United States Marine. PFC Darrell Willis
1: serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES, the few, the proud, the Marines. Welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together presented by Purple Heart Homes. You can find out more about what we do for veterans each and every day at phhusa.org, and it is now time for Devil Dog Devin and the Project of the Week. What do you got for us, Devin? Who are we helping this
2: week? Well, hello, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) I I know. I'm sorry. That's what I'm supposed to do usually. You know Isaiah (laughs) tells
1: us every week. (laughs) Isaiah, hey, hey! Talking to the microphone like you're at a really crowded restaurant, and you're talking to someone you haven't seen in a really long time, and boy, let me just tell you, you do that to a T every well, week.
2: Uh, thank you. I, if I, if Marines are good at one thing, it's following instructions. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, so this week we've got uh, Staff Sergeant Timothy from Michigan, mm-hmm. and Staff Sergeant Timothy, he's he was in the Army, and then he uh, he he joined the National Guard after. A, after his uh, first enlistment, and he spent uh, a little bit of time over in Iraq, and uh, me with that, yeah, yeah. So the the thing is, is when I was speaking with his wife, um, she was telling me about how she had to transition and take over some of those household duties, mm. and uh, that that was really interesting because we were talking about what she was having to do right now uh managing the household because her husband comes back with PTSD. Mm-hmm. They've got this septic field. I mean there's uh well it's 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 not smelling good in their backyard, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh and they've they've got goats and, and kids. Well I guess they got two different kinds of kids is what they like, got. Oh, so, what <laughs> point, sir? But uh Yeah, yeah right, thank right, you. Right, I got right. the bell on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so she she went where she was having to take care of duties she never thought she'd have to take care of before and then she thinks when her husband comes back home she's going to hand those back over that's and right. then he's got the PTSD and he can't interact with people the same way and well, she's still doing those duties and, and that's uh, that's going to be a lifelong commitment and and, uh, and bless her heart, she, she's, she's doing it and and they reached out to purple heart homes because they bought this home with the, with these intentions of raising both kinds of kids out right, there and right. um, somewhere quiet for him yeah and they've got the septic field issue they contacted us and purple heart homes come out there and we just took care of it we got oh, them a whole so that new project field. is completed and 100% completed and we partnered with simplify oh yeah um it was a separate project, but their boiler went out as well. Mm. Bought this house within a year, two major problems. Yeah, you don't expect problem. that. You throw all your money in on the down payment, and then boom. Yeah. And so PHH was able to help this family. Uh, six people, just like we were talking about before. It's wow. not just the veteran that's impacted. That's we good. have six people in this home, and uh, I'm just uh, so thankful that, that we could be a part of that. That's really cool, and we got to thank folks at the Semper Five
1: Fund who have helped us uh, get these projects accomplished? You know, you can't. Um, it would be impossible for us to bear the burden on our own. Uh, we just couldn't do it. And uh, absolutely. And there's so many other great nonprofits out there that we partner with and collaborate with, um, like uh, Habitat for Humanity. Oh my um, gosh. Gary there's Sinise. A, uh, Gary yeah. Sinise. Found, you know, those those folks are have just been really good. We've been able to uh, in conjunction with those folks to be able to help, uh, so many other veterans. So Absolutely. Really good. The so,
2: veteran okay. builds, uh, affiliates with Habitat. Oh, that's Cal- incredible. I just, I'd love to give a quick shout out to the Pensacola branch down in Florida. Um, because they, they have been so helpful in working on many great? projects with me. So yeah, uh, that's really just, good. Just wanted to say that awesome. real quick. Awesome. So, uh, we're
1: well, good. Well, Hey, speaking of families, right. And, and, uh, we're gonna uh, transition a little bit and talk to my family, right? <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> They're all speaking to me today, so that's good. And and I, uh, yeah, day ain't over yet. That's what my wife. Right. She gave me that look. Oh so. gosh. Uh. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to start this off because um, we had a, a, a circuitous path to the to the military, and so. Um, it, this, all this family interaction and, and the, the uh, challenges that my family went through started um, after my kids were born, right? And uh, and we had a little event called 9/11, and uh, I began to uh, watch what was going on in the world. And uh, I had grown up always wanting to serve. Uh, my dad was in the Navy, and uh, uh, you know, and just the way things worked out, and uh, I never did, um, you know, when I was younger. And, uh, so here I am at 37 years old with two kids, uh, with a, a at the time, five year old and an eight year old, um, nine 11 happens. I start watching what's going on in the run up to Iraq. And, uh, I was, I was watching a, a MTV special at one in the morning and, and, uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't sleep. And I saw all these uh, kids, uh, prepping to go uh, over to Iraq. This was in 2002, right? And, uh, and I just couldn't sleep watching this. And these uh, 19-year-old kids gearing up to go, and I was like, you know, I can do something. So ended up going to a recruiter's office. Originally, I wanted to be uh, just enlist and, and join as an infantry dude, uh, but um, the, the recruiter was kind, sort of. Uh, he said... Uh, <laughs> He said, yeah, uh, hey, I'm sorry, bro, but you're too old, right? He's, and I was like, what? I was like, look, like I'm fit, man. Like, I'm fit, right? <laughs> I'm strong. I can, you know, I can tote whatever needs to be towed Anyhow, I was like, like my math, I was too old. Uh, they were like, but hey, you can do this. Uh, what, what are you, what do you do in the civilian world? And I said, well, I'm a, I'm a carpenter and, and I'm a, and I'm a pastor. And they were like, you could be a chaplain. And I was like, you mean like Father Mulcahy? <laughs> and uh, and they were like, yeah. And they were like, we don't know a whole lot about it, but uh, there's a guy you can call. And long story short, I ended up uh, serving and, and joining uh, as a as a chaplain in U.S. Army Reserves. And uh, and now that's 19 years, right? So uh, I'll be retiring. I'll be retiring uh, in the fall of of 2023. Uh, and being done with it, and uh, but I didn't realize, you know, sometimes you make a decision, and you don't realize the implications of the the decision, right? And so, um, so I, I approached my wife. Never do that.
4: uh, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. That's oh funny. My gosh! Man. I don't know if it's a good idea to have them on.
0: <laughs> You're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together by Purple Heart Homes. To donate and support, visit purplehearthomesusa.org.
5: Nearly 7 million Americans abuse prescription drugs like pain relievers, tranquilizers, and stimulants, and many get them from friends and family. So it's important to keep your prescriptions out of the wrong hands. To help prevent misuse and abuse, never share or borrow medication. Don't store prescriptions in a bathroom cabinet because of humidity. Plus, it gives visitors access to your medicine. Use a dresser drawer or secure storage spot instead. And if you can't find a disposal drop-off site near you, when you throw pills away, pour coffee grinds on top to make it undesirable. You can also apply safe practices to protect your health and safety, record and understand your own prescription information, be your own advocate and ask your pharmacist and doctor for help, and always take your medication according to the instructions. When purchasing medications, use trusted sources like your local pharmacy, and if buying online, use FIPS Accredited Pharmacies. For accredited online pharmacies, drug disposal sites, and more, visit awarerx.org, a public service from the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy Foundation.
1: Tammy, so I want you to recount the story of when I first said to you, hey, I'm thinking about joining the Army. What, did, what were your exact words? No. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Right? That was it. That was it. No. Yeah. No. We're not I, doing that. And I think you we said... We have
6: two small children. No. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a war.
6: Right.
1: Right. <laughs> and um, so tell us about... So you started with a no, yes. but then it became a yes. How, how, how did that all go down? <laughs>
6: Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I just started to think about it, and then I, I sought counsel from um, some of my really dear friends who um, helped me <clears throat> to see that, you know, and, and preferably consider the, the, the thought that um, it made more sense to me than any of the other <laughs> things you had brought before me <laughs> that I said no to <laughs> and I was like you know oh, gosh. <laughs> and you talking about I mean the kids and and me knowing how you relate to you know teenagers and young adults um, and how your story itself uh, relates to <laughs> that age group and how you could could help them so, yeah,
1: and for those that don't know, um, I was a, I was not a great teenager. He was not. He, no. he,
6: he could um, he could relate really well yeah, to right. some of the things they were going through. And so it just you know, it just made sense. And so I said, OK, yeah, I
4: yeah. said, OK,
6: but I am not moving to an army base somewhere um, because I my people are here and I need my own people so you need to figure out how you're going to do it without moving me and my children somewhere and then you leaving us there with my group not there to help me
1: right because back in the back in those times it wasn't you know if you were going to deploy it was it was when you were going to deploy and so as we i had originally thought about going active duty and then we as we thought about it right i didn't want to go to joint base lewis mccord on the west coast and then you know, three weeks after I get there, I'm on a plane with a bunch of Bubbas and, and, and leaving them uh, in a place where they didn't have any family connection. Right. Yeah. And so the reserves was it, it was it, whether you were in the reserves or active duty at the time. For those that don't know, you were going. I yeah. mean, it, it, every, it was lottie dotty everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, um, anyhow, hey, um, if you've missed some of this show, uh, you can always go back and check it out on uh, iHeart Podcasts, or you can check it out on Spotify, and we're even up on YouTube. So, YouTube, uh, yeah, wherever we're you, find your, uh, wherever you find your wherever you find your podcast. So uh, hey, um, so Tori, my my beloved daughter, is here, and and there's one person missing here today that we need he to uh, we need to do a shout out for our son Jack and Tori's brother Jack. It's <laughs> uh, is off earning a living today, He's so work. We're, we he is at work. <laughs> He's off earning a living. He needs and, to work. Uh, he does need to work, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm really glad he's not here because he is a comedian and uh, he has all kinds of ways of making fun of me. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. uh, so, oh, we're going to uh, have
2: to have a, another episode no, just we specifically will not. No, with he's Jack. Not, yeah. Zayas, can we get yeah. him just <laughs> as a call in guest? Okay. Have. Coffee talk we, we with a, Jack. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, uh, anyhow, so,
1: Tori, um, what was it like um, hearing for the first time? You were about eight years old. When all this went down, what was it like hearing that your dad was going to join the Army?
3: Um, well, I was eight. So yeah. I think mostly I thought, does this mean we're moving? Yeah. Um, and we had never moved before. I, it ended up, spoiler alert. I never moved. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, I had never
0: until moved Until you got married. Yeah, until yeah. I got married and then I just moved
3: down the street. But oh, wow. you know <laughs> Um So I kind of I thought, are does this mean we're moving? What is it basically it was like the biggest change that had happened in my life up to that point. Yeah. And I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. And and I didn't know what was gonna happen.
4: Yeah. And
3: I think there was some fear there, but mostly I did think it was cool. Right. Yeah. You know, I thought it's cool. My dad's going to go be a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. I think every kid thinks that their their dad or, or their mom is is joining the army. He's like, oh my my dad my mom they're going they're going to be a hero and and uh, and they are. Um, well, yeah. They so, are. Yeah, Jack. I remember this, Jack. I've still got uh, a picture of this see when I was in Iraq. Um, he sent me a, uh, a, a an artistic rendering of me leaving America. Do you remember this? <laughs> he, drew, he drew an airplane, uh, and the airplane is up in the sky, and it's got my little stick figures sticking my head out the window Aww. waving, and it says "Bye, right? <laughs> bye," Aww. and then and it has you. I don't remember that. I've got it, uh. and, and it has you and and Tory and Jack as stick figures on the ground, and everybody going bye oh, oh. <laughs> right. yeah, it was really tough kind of, oh, was really kind of pitiful yeah it was really kind of pitiful so uh, yeah uh, so, so Tammy um, uh, what were what were some of the challenges that you faced cuz i was gone like a decade right and uh, yes, so i were. was away from home for almost exactly 10 years yes Um. Well, from mobilization to mobilization, whether it was uh, in country or out of country, I did a lot of work stateside. Um, But uh, what were the staying at home without me? What What were some of the challenges that you faced?
6: Well, actually, that ten years, some of it 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 actually ended up being great because you weren't far away, so we could still see you. you. Were at Fort Jackson for three years, I believe. Yeah, and Fort Bragg for
1: yeah however many a a long time so it (laughs) wasn't
6: like you were away and we didn't get to see you we could come and visit you had apartments down there when you couldn't leave and and so that was good but it's challenging when you have small children and your person is not there to help you in the daily Mm. um and so you know it's really hard just wait i'm gonna call your dad and 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 there were a few times that i did call and and in the car
1: Yes. I remember, M- you need to talk to your son right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah.
6: Those were mostly the, the calls. I remember I,
1: one specific time, I remember Jack was, Jack was doing something wrong. And, and, uh, and she called me. They were in the car. And I was like, do I need to just drive the three hours from Fort Bragg right now? Right? Mm-hmm. Do I need to come home right now? No, Dad. Don't do that. <laughs> 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 don't that was always
6: that. Jack's answer. No, Dad. Yeah. Don't yeah. Do
1: that. No, Dad. Don't don't come home now. It'll be fine. I'll
2: I'll I'll, I'll straighten up. Did you, <laughs> you ever messed up on purpose just to like get the phone call? Um. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, nah. No, I no. that's, just but that's
6: a good a... question. Yeah. Um. But you know it's those those times were okay i mean i handled that pretty well and then we were there on the weekend so it wasn't too bad but when you were gone to iraq it yeah. was it was harder you know and they you have these classes as you know the spouse or whatever when you know when you're deploying and it's like you you don't don't let your soldier know he's he is or she they are doing what they need to do and they don't need to be bothered with what's going on at home <laughs> right. so you know when you talk to your soldier you just make sure that they know everything is just great and <laughs> there's nothing going on. And so, you know, we had <laughs> air conditioner yeah, go out, yeah, you know, right, and right. and I'm, you know, I am I'm the housekeeper. That was my role. And you did all the other things. And so mm-hmm. I had to learn how to to do repairs on things that, you know, I had I had people I could call. I had a great group of people I could call that, you know, so if I had anything really devastating, but it was don't let your soldier no and that's really hard um, like and you came home you're like do we have a new air conditioner I'm like yeah well I didn't know about that I'm like I know they told me not to tell I you, tell you. I <laughs> so didn't I didn't tell, didn't tell you, you. Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, wow. you know they said you were had enough to worry about without me you know adding to your problem but that's really hard when you're the one taking care of all the things. Oh,
1: don't let her, yeah, not, not only that, she remodeled uh, right well, while I was gone. She remodeled the living room. There was new carpet and chairs. Was she just waiting couches. for you to leave to do this? I don't know.
6: Well, it was easier home. with him gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to do things with him there. It's He's just got ideas. It's, well, it's just, a, he just gets grumpy.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> Right. It's true. Uh, it's yes. true. I like, bet it's my easy
1: wife easy. would say the yeah. same.
6: Yeah, it's just easier to do. So yeah.
1: we got we got to look just over a minute before break. Tori, what 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 were one of the challenges that you faced uh, through all of this?
6: I
3: think similar to well, mostly it's just that you weren't there. Yeah. That was the challenge. Um there were moments of tension between the three of us. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and, and I think one of the other challenges or some challenges that I didn't recognize were challenges until later on in my life. Mm. Um the effect of you being gone was maybe a little bit more apparent as an adult, has been more apparent as an adult because I've, there are certain things that are difficult for me now. Like change is really difficult. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm always like worried that something bad is going to happen. So those things have been challenges that have kind of come to light as I'm, as I've gotten older, but mostly it's just that you weren't around for day to day things. And so they're like, a lot of my memories is a three-person memory, not a four. Yeah,
1: I know. You know? I know. And yeah. so
3: I'm, I'm sad that you weren't around. You know, whenever I got my, my driver's license and stuff, yeah. you, you weren't there. All
0: right. So,
1: Hey, we'll be back and continue this conversation.
0: You're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together by Purple Heart Homes. To donate and support, visit purplehearthomesusa.org.
4: Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting.
0: Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano.
2: Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend.
0: I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single, boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream?
4: As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same.
2: For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
4: Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing. But not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org.
5: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
1: Well, welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. We hope you're having a great day. Hey, you can find out more about what we do for veterans each and every day at phhusa.org. I'm joined by Devil Dog Devin himself. Hello! Hey, good morning. (laughs) And my family, uh, my wife Tammy and my daughter Tori. And we've been talking about what it's like for families when... When one of your family members uh, up and decides to join the army in the middle of a war. Mm. And um, so uh, we uh, talked about challenges uh, prior to the break. Um, And um, and one of the things that I I remember um, uh, about uh, my son, Jack, telling stories like as an adult, uh, he will tell a story and then he'll go oh, uh, dad, uh, yeah, but you don't remember that one because you weren't here, right? <laughs> and we have a lot of, there's a lot of empty space. And so my wife and my children uh, have a lot of memories uh, that I'm not a part of, right? And uh, um, and so that are, I, I think that's probably the biggest challenge that um, that we all face. I have a lot of memories that they're not a part of. And I'll tell stories and they go, well, I didn't know you ever did that, right? And uh, so, uh, but there are also, too, with, with service in the military as a family, uh, there are also too some really funny things that happen and some victories, uh, and so Tori has a, a, a one particular uh, incident that she would like to share with us. So uh, it's called the Sergeant Pickle incident. Yes,
3: the so, Sergeant Pickle incident. Yeah. Well, I'll set the scene because um, <laughs> the way that our life worked for three years in the beginning was Dad was on active duty at Fort Jackson, and he was the chaplain for basic training soldiers and um so in the during the week we stayed here in statesville at home and we went to school and all that and then on the weekends we'd come and stay with dad in columbia yep and so we had two homes we had to go to our second home um (laughs) and they had a fresh market there which was great but um we didn't have that here (laughs) the big city of columbia and um (laughs) so You know, you can imagine there's not a lot of time for my mom to have girls trips, except for this one weekend. She had a girls trip planned. And so Jack and I had to be shipped off to dad um, for the weekend. And on that particular weekend, there was a road march that had to happen. (laughs) And so we had to go along on the road march, uh, my brother and I. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I I didn't know. Yes. I
0: didn't know. Yeah.
3: So dad's, you know, marching. And Jack and I are in the van, in the back, I guess.
1: Yeah, in the support van. So the, the way the roadblocks work, you have a support <laughs> van that's got all the water and, you know, medical supplies and things like that in case you need them. And Jack and Tori were in the van with...
3: Sergeant Pickle. <laughs> yes. This surly...
2: This surly. Chain-smoking <laughs> wow.
3: man. Yeah. I, he's it's awesome. Your description of him a little earlier was spot on. Um, he was very funny. And, you yes. know, just... Well, so okay, we're on, we're in the, we're in the van, and (laughs) Dad and Sergeant Pickle are kind of communicating via walkie-talkie, and I hear Sergeant Pickle go, "What do you think, uh, What were, what were you at that point, Chaplain something? Yeah, what do you think, Chaplain? Should I open the doors?" Yeah, and Dad goes, (laughs) "Yeah, I think that's okay," and I was like, "What does that mean?" And he opens the doors. Where they've like ba- basically deployed a tear gas bomb, <laughs> oh, gosh. and my brother and I got to experience the hell that is <laughs> not, not tear not gas. Funny. <laughs> it's not funny. Oh, Just fumes coming uh, into it not was, funny. Funny. It was not horrible. Funny. <laughs> It was
1: horrible. Yeah, gas, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Emissions he, he coming like, out of
2: nose. Yeah. He was like,
3: it'd be good for him, probably. Yeah. Then, oh, man. Um, a <laughs> really <laughs> great experience. And Jack and I were like, oh, yeah.
2: you over. gas chambered your own kids? I did. He did. <laughs> I did. I did. So, he I did. Mean, only
3: for a, it was for a split it, it, second. It, it wasn't and long. It's, you know, one of those things where looking back, I was like, it was horrible, but yeah. I'm sure that it was only like, yeah. I breathed in so, once, you yeah, know. Yeah, what
1: happened was, is that, and we didn't actually gas the van, right? So what happened was. Sure. Right. All the Joes are the Joes are out doing their thing, and they're supposed to react to contact and things like that. And the drill sergeants are throwing artillery simulators, and then the first sergeant comes to me and he's like, "Hey, man, we're gonna gas them, like, so get your mask ready." And I was like, "Roger that, right?" And then that's when so you had a mask,
6: but your children did not.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
6: and Uh, only only
1: mom would uh, (laughs) pick up on that. uh, So so anyhow, but the van was way back, right? The only problem was. There was wind. <laughs> <laughs> and the wind, and the wind moved the cloud, uh, o- cloud of gas over the van, and then that was when the conversation she sued, should I open the van doors? Yes. Of course, Sergeant Pickle was unaffected by the gas. Yeah, right? he's well, probably nice. still he's smoking <laughs> yeah, he's, he's chain-smoking uh, marco reds. <laughs>
3: was something that was so terrifying to me because we had already witnessed
1: the, oh, I, took, we, I took y'all to the gas chamber, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: the gas chamber. so many things this is yeah. what we did on vacation yeah. actually <laughs> yeah. we went
0: man actually this yeah, sounds like a great job a, us.
3: A family <laughs> we have a family that is like my best friend and her sister and who is also a really good friend of mine and like there it's like the family that we did stuff with yeah. so they would come in the summer, we, they'd come for a week, and we'd stay at Fort Jackson. Yep. And in that this tiny apartment, all nine of us, and hmm. Dad took us on a tour of Fort Jackson, and we did all of, we got to witness all the basic training things. Yep. And he took us to the gas chambers, and we all got to watch them come out yeah. and horrible. just puke. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> and it was so horrible. Oh my. <laughs> Which oh. kind of leads into what happened to Rebecca right? Yes. Yeah. Um, our friend Rebecca, she, she is like, she loves to do all things outdoors. She, she, she's an she, athlete. She's an athlete. Yeah. And they were doing the rappelling tower. And mm-hmm. so some of the people working the rappelling tower told Bryce, hey, did they want to do it? And so Becca was like, I'll do it. Yeah. So Becca's up there and they've got her and she's Starts and she backs off. They give her all the instructions. She backs off and her ponytail, gets hung in the rope. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah. And so she's, oh. she's just hanging there
2: Hanging <laughs> there by for a ass. while. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it took yep. a little
6: while to get her down, but yeah, she and, like, she was she thought it was great. I mean, you know, who else yeah. has that experience it, it as, as a teenager? You it know? was
1: incredible. Yeah, Sorry. and to watch. And so you had like. Well, she wasn't like, even Three drill sergeants got up to the top and they all rappelled down because she was in the middle of the wall. Right. I mean, right. she was probably yeah. 15 feet off of the ground. And they rappelled down and, like, had two of them underneath her lifting her up so they could release tension on the rope. Because it was, like, caught in her D-ring, right? Somehow oh, yeah. oh D-ring man, this that's terrible. Yeah. High, we are not right? wanting
6: to have to cut her hair. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: We, I
2: thought, I was like, hey, man, cut her hair if you have to, right? We'll fix it later, what right? <laughs> and, well, yeah. and this is why all branches have hair regulations. Yeah, right, first right. exactly. Like that's exactly <laughs> why. Now, that's disclaimer, why disclaimer, I just want everybody yeah. to know, this was not an
1: unauthorized event. Right. We had yes. actual cat- on the range that approved it. We even had a safety matrix and all of that. It just right. happened that Rebecca's hair got unwound yeah, in yeah. the midst of it. Yeah. So, so that yeah. was fantastic. So yeah, those yeah. are the great, the, the pickle have, story yeah. and the repellent story. Those are, those are My fantastic. My kids
6: have uh, unique experiences, you know, I mean, I'm sure there are other military kids out there that have the same thing. I mean, not every kid gets to go to watch the
1: Nick at Night and do the Nick at Night too. So, Nick at Night is that's the night infiltration course, is where soldiers are learning how to crawl, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> do a low crawl through. Uh, basically, it's a live battlefield simulation yeah. where there are weapons shooting over the top of them, artillery simulators, and families can come out and view that at night and uh, stand it's in the really wood cold. line and, really and, cool. and, and and watch Just it happen. Watch. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. and I was out crawling and they were they were watching. So that was pretty cool. That 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 sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was quite the experience. That's a great assignment to have when you're, when you're new in the army is to go uh, work at a basic training facility because you learn how to be in the army and um, you learn, uh, man, you learn the value of uh, non-commissioned officers and drill sergeants. Mm. And, and then too, you get to watch, you get to watch kids that are, you know, 19 years old and they come in, don't know anything. And then you know men nine ten weeks later they're like standing tall and and confident and and ready to go on and and do great things for uh for their country and mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool so uh, um here's my next question so my next question is this um uh, thinking about your experiences um what would other families might need to know if somebody's listening out there maybe maybe they've got maybe it's a you know a husband that's thinking about joining or or a nineteen year old that has extended family. Uh, Brothers and sisters and a mom and dad. What what do other families need to know based on your experience that would be helpful to them?
3: The best thing would be to make sure that you have a community established where you are. And don't, as like from the family perspective, from a spouse or, you know, even the children, don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Um, The reason why you can be successful as a military family is by relying on the support of your community. Um that has been true for our family and then also for like as we've as I've kind of grown up, I've witnessed my mom kind of be a mentor to women whose spouses have mm-hmm. gone into the army and that has created a community in its like of its own. So there have been multiple of my friends whose uh spouses have joined the service and my mom has had to kind of coach them on, like, how to be a military wife in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. and um, But she offers, like, support to them, too. And by extension, I have also tried to be helpful. I'm just thinking about my friend Sidney Bowman, whose husband is um, in the National Guard. He... Um, did have to deploy and she was pregnant yeah. Yeah. and so something that was so crazy was often. you know he was yeah she was pregnant often yeah. she, she has four children but so. she was pregnant when he was deployed and because we have had experience with of someone being gone for this mm. amount of time um, we were you know able to extend help to her during that pregnancy and along with she has also a really great community um and family here. And but we all went to like because her husband was not here to for the birth of their third child. Yeah. We had a woman only birth <laughs> yeah. experience. It was fantastic. And it was great. And so there, there's this the support of other people is really, really necessary. And so anytime you can get plugged into um, a community of other people who have. Family members in the service or a church, people who are willing to serve you sacrificially because someone in your family is serving sacrificially. Mm-hmm. That is the way that community works, and yeah. that's how you're going to be supported the best. Oh, um, so, yeah don't, yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help and just have constant communication. Maybe if there's, s- maybe communicate with your with your soldier a little, a little bit. bit more. Yeah. That would be my thing. yeah, you
6: know, I was like, okay, they told me not to tell him anything, but I, that's not that's not good and and then you you learn how like you're doing everything and when you're when your soldier comes home, then you're still doing everything and he's like, "Hold up."
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember that.
6: Yeah. So it's like,
1: "Hey, that's my job."
6: Right. So I, I would say that the soldier coming home is a challenge in itself and so you i would just say when they come home you have to realize how things were before and not that you have to take on different roles but whatever you need to let him in order to help him Mm
4: -hmm. or her
6: you need to let them feel like they are needed again yeah um You know, because if you're doing everything, you get in that mode and you just keep going. Well, I don't I don't need to ask him to do that. And I mean, it's simple little stuff too, like, you know, hanging a picture or whatever. I used to do all that. Why are you not letting me do that now? And so I would just say also be real aware of, you know, how they're feeling and and help get them back into the family mode because they're out of
1: it yeah i, I think you were super patient with me um when i came back and, and uh because i was weird when i got back you were
6: very weird. well i'm weird
1: now back. but uh <laughs> I, was, I was real weird when i came it's back. a hard Way transition
6: yeah. back in because, all right
1: final question yes how has being the kid or the spouse of a military member made you a better person or has it or has it made you worse <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think this is a really deep question to think about, yeah, you know, right. um, I, well, I just keep going back to just the, the example of service and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because that has been the thing on the forefront is service and sacrifice. You're serving other people. It, it changed my perspective on how am I supposed to offer up my life as you know, service to other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, because that's what you're, what's what you do. Mm -hmm. You're offering your life and you're, you're risking your life in a lot of ways, but mostly it's just, it's just serving other people all the time and always keeping other people in your mind's eye as as your goal of making sure that they're helped and making sure that they have what they need. Um,
6: Yeah, that's probably.
1: Great answer. As I expect from you. Basically uh, the
6: same. I mean, yeah. yeah, just, and just being there and being willing to for me, it's like helping those younger yeah. ladies whose husbands and just letting them know that, hey, it's all okay. <laughs> and this, I did it.
1: You can do it. You can do it. And yeah. it, it, mm. it,
6: in the grand scheme of your life, it's really a short little time. And yeah. that's what I've learned here lately. This, this seemed like forever, but looking You're, back w- on it, it's been really fast because we're at the end. And, and I'm thankful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> thankful for
6: that. <laughs> but it it really... Was fast, but it was a very rewarding life that we've lived. That's for and sure.
0: Yeah, I agree,
1: Agreed. Yeah, it comes with it comes is everything that's rewarding comes with ups and downs, uh, hard times and and good times, challenges and victories. And so, uh, um, hey, well, thank you both for being awesome. Well, thank not just on the radio, <laughs> but just being awesome people. And Aww. I'm so grateful that. Uh, That you guys were coming, you came in this morning and 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 shit up with Brad in general. (laughs) Uh, Just in general. It's a tough job. Devin, thank you for being an awesome co host today. Well Well done, sir, as always. And uh, uh, we look forward to joining folks back together uh, next week at the same time. Uh, wherever you're listening, uh, we'll be back on next week, and uh, John will be back in a couple weeks. And so, uh, hey, thanks for listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together here on WSIC this morning. So, fantastic. <laughs> uh, have a great week, everybody, and Happy New Year.
0: Purple Heart Homes presents Putting the Pieces Back Together, a forum for veterans and the community to connect with your hosts, John Galena and Brad Borders. Visit purplehearthomesusa.org for ways you can support. The proceeding was a paid program. WOR's airing of this program constitutes neither an endorsement of the products offered or the ideas expressed.